vibes and libido we are your hosts trip and kiki the podcast where truth seekers help you find your truth join us as we delve into all the things you lust the lies that we tell ourselves and why our libido drives us to distraction this is adult only content so no kitties under 18 please our dialogue is open honest and raw but most of all we're here to have fun Welcome to our podcast, Lust, Lies, and Libido. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Lust, Lies, and Libido. This is your girl, Kiki. And I am here with my illustrious (laughs) co-host. What's up, people? It's Trip. How y'all doing today? So glad that you guys decided to join us. We have a great topic of discussion for you guys this evening. So how you doing over there, partner? I'm good. I'm good. Enjoying uh, today. Just um, just relaxing, man. Um, looking forward to talking to the people and talking to you, as mm-hmm. always. What we got in store today? Indeed. Um, well, if I'm not mistaken, we're supposed to be talking about um, truth and transparency. Now, is this truth and transparency related to what? What is it relating to? In relationships. Okay. So I think I think we really need to, to just touch on, because I know a lot of times, you know, when you're talking about lust, lies, and libido, and the lies part of relationships, there's a lot of times when we have, I mean, we've all been in situations where you're talking to somebody and they don't necessarily consider what they did not say a lie because it was never asked. You see so- what I'm saying? So you think that omission is considered truthfulness or a lie? Omission is a lie. Okay. Yeah, that's a lie. How, how is that a lie, though? If I just if I just don't tell you. Well, I, I mean, well, I guess it depends on what is being omitted and what you're talking about. So, all right. So if you're in a relationship and you guys are discussing um, what what can we say? Say for instance, you're talking about you know what? Boom, perfect. Um, so some coworkers of mine put me onto the show, right? Um, you know I like TV things mm-hmm. of that nature. Mm-hmm. So they put me on this show called Black Mirror. Okay. Oh, I I've watched it like you once, watched that joint. twice. Okay. So I was watching and, you know, the episodes are all weird. It's all, all over the place. True. It's not one, um, it's not something that like one thing over another. It's just. It's and just, each story, each, each, each episode story is a different, different story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And there's no continuance. So, right. and from what, the way it was explained to me is that it's about, like how society could go and how technology could go with society. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is all over the place. Um, so watching this episode and they're sitting here talking, um, it's an episode where they have this little chip implanted in, in their necks, like behind their ear um, that records all of your memories. So you don't have to necessarily 
Hello? I'm here. <laughs> did you, did you, it sounded like I heard the chime. I was like, what, what is going on? I um, know. Mm-mm. Okay. But yeah, so it records all of your memories as you see them. So you don't have to worry about um, trying to figure out, hey, did I remember this correctly? You can just rewind it. You can play it in your eyes and see it real time. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. Or you can play it on the TV. Wow. Right, right. Some, some, some kind of spooky stuff if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but that's what they were saying technology was going. So it's husband and wife. They, you know, meet up at a dinner party, right? Okay. And... You know, he sees how the wife is acting kind of weird to this to the host of the dinner party. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, something ain't right about this. Something just ain't right. And so she's laughing at the the host's um, corny jokes. And, you know, then when she look at her husband, she kind of like cold and, and, and kind of, you know, standoffish. So the husband's like, yo, this, this don't feel right. Like, this don't feel right at all. So he goes and he's he plays like lead detective. Um and he's asking his his wife like what's up? Like y'all mm-hmm. she said they just knew each other. Right. Or no or they they tried to date for like a week or so. And he was like that don't seem, that don't seem right. So he pried big the long story short. He pried and pried come to find out not only did she omit, she omitted that they actually dated more than just a couple months because it went from a week to a couple months to mm-hmm. then six months. Right. And then it went all the way up to, well, they had an affair. While she was married? While she was married. Okay. All because, you know, they had these little implants and they can kind of tell and, and look at everything so, so she, you, you, you go ahead yeah yeah so she didn't tell her husband that they she didn't tell him that they dated like she left that out you know she she made it seem like it was just a casual encounter like you know we just kind of kicked it wasn't no biggie you know it's not that big of a deal but yet in all in all they were really they really were you know, it was more serious than she led on to. And you see that a lot in relationships where people feel like, okay, well, I'm not sure how my partner is going to handle this. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going, I'm, I'm not going to lie about it. I'm, I'm not going to say it never happened. I'm going to just omit some facts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You okay. know, so if you come to me and you say, did we ever date? I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, we dated. But I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, we dated for six months. I really dug um, so-and-so. And so you're, oh, you're leaving out things. So you're being truthful because you answered the question. So there's a difference between being truthful and then being transparent. Oh, it is a difference. It's definitely yeah. a difference. It's definitely a difference. Um, but... I will say this as far as omission. I think that sometimes, you know, there are just some truths that don't necessarily need to be spoken on. You know, this is just my personal theory on this, you know, because I feel like, 
you know, there are some things that now, if somebody asks me the question, I'm going to answer the question. But for me to just, you know, depending on the situation, I might feel like some things just don't need to be told. Like, I just don't need to tell, you know, because everybody, you know, especially this is a, a woman's perspective, you know, men, you know, men's egos tend to be very fragile, you know, and some more than others. Some tend to be very sensitive and they really can't handle the truth. Sadly, sadly, and as much as you want to be honest, some men can't, they don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to handle it. They can't process it. They can't, you know, deal with, you know, the the harshness or the rawness of, you know, the emotions tied to that truth that's given to them. So, I'm sure I'm not the only woman out there who omits information because that's real talk. Bold. I'm sorry. You trip. You already know you are of a different breed and how you think about things, but I'm telling you what I've dealt with and what many of my friends have dealt with. Okay. You got to realize everybody doesn't think like you, but no, I'm not saying many. everybody thinks like me. I, well, you can't say that's bull because I've dealt with it. It's not no. me. It's I'm them. That's what I'm saying, though. How can you expect something to change if you're going to continue to perpetuate the same problem? You're going to continue to be the, the root of the same problem. You're saying that men have egos can't handle it. Oh, it's too fragile. Or that's the same like, you know, men saying, oh, women are too weak. Oh, they too emotional. They too this, they too that. So let's not do this. I'm you not know, generalizing, though, but, but I'm not generalizing. I say each person is, is yeah. individual, and it, it depends on the individual and their person and knowing what they can and cannot deal with, knowing who they are as a person, because that's my take on it. Because there have been relationships, and when I say relationships, I don't mean like committed relationships. I mean like friendships or situationships that I've been involved with, and there have been different levels of honesty with those people because it was based on them as a person. Different levels you know, of honesty. Yes, as far as omitting information because some people I dealt with, Trip, they wasn't wrapped too tight. And no, yeah. bro, I was not going to give all, no. Then what I'm saying, here's, here's what I don't understand. If they're not wrapped too tight and you can't be transparent, why, why are we entertaining them? I don't get um, that. They're not here right now. No, so I, I know. I <laughs> stop. I stop. Come on. Don't even act like <clears throat> I'm sorry. Don't even act like people don't send their representatives. You know, and sometimes it takes longer than others to find out you met the representative. Yeah. What I'm saying though is you can't control you 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 have no control over them. You can't control you. So if you go into it half cocked, how can you expect anybody else to come in full? Like that don't that doesn't make any sense. So if I'm if I'm sitting here expecting you to be transparent a hundred and a hundred with me, yet I'm not really gonna be a hundred. I might be like 85, 90. Cause I don't really know you like that, and I don't really know how how you gonna take whatever I got to, to say. What what's the I mean I don't I don't see the the difference it it becomes okay. this it becomes this muddled mess. I hear you, but it's levels to this shit. 
I'm sorry. It's levels to this shit. First of all, it has to be banked on what is our level of relationship? How deep are we into this thing? I'm not just saying dating. Like I said, again, this is more like, you know, just relationships in general across the board. Friendships, situationships, relationships. How, how deep are we? Where are we? You know, because that's how much I'm going to trust you enough to deal with my truth. So if we just surface friends and we just kicking in and we just, okay, every once in a while, you know, we hang out. Yeah, I'm probably going to admit a whole lot more from that person versus someone who I really developed a relationship with. We've really begun to learn each other. We've really begun to invest time with each other, then I am going to feel more value in being transparent and truthful. And the omissions will probably be way less. You know what I'm saying? So to me, it's levels to it. Hmm. That's just, that's just what I believe, you know? Um, What what do you believe for a relationship though? I'm not, I mean, I understand friendships. So I, I get that. But what about a relationship? Yes. Okay. For relationships, for the ones that I have been involved in where I really cared about the person, I try to be as honest as possible. You know, I say out the gate, don't ask me a question if you really don't want the answer. Because if you ask me, I'm going to tell you the answer 100% truthfully. You know, now if you don't ask me, I might not necessarily volunteer information. Might not. No. You know, but yes, in a relationship, I do believe that, you know, being honest is important and being transparent is important, you know, but see, that's the thing that that transparency piece can be really, really tough for people to cross that bridge. It's easy to be, to me, it's easier to be honest. I can tell you, you know, what I want you to know. I can tell you what I feel you need to know, but being transparent is when others can see for themselves. And I might not want you to really see. I might not because that's that might be letting you into a place that's real deep within me to be transparent. So I think transparency can be really hard for people versus just telling them what you what you want them to know, you know, and being honest about it. So I mean, that's just my take on it, you know, with relationships. And I believe that people have to be honest in order to be free. You know, it's like <clears throat> because I'm single, One thing that I definitely look forward to in a relationship is that place of freedom, being free to not have those walls up where I can't be transparent, where we can't just be 100% honest and not always have to have up these walls up, you know, have these walls up of, well, if I tell the truth, are they going to use it against me? Or, you know, if I tell them how I really feel, you know, are they going to come back and use that as ammunition later? You know, that's really what people do with you know, that's why honesty and transparency can be very hard to come by in relationships. No, that, I think, but here's my, here's what I'm saying. I think we have to start pushing for transparency and being transparent and then living in your truth because you being truthful when you're answering a question is kind of different than living in your truth. Because if I'm not being transparent and then i have to kind of hide and compartmentalize certain pieces and certain parts of me just to be in this relationship and i can't be free i can't be me 
I have to live, I have to live a certain version of me. So then I'm not living in my truth. So I agree. So why even go through that rigmarole? Let me find out, okay, this is me. This is my truth. This is me being transparent. And if you can accept that, if you can love me for me, then cool. If you can't, then I need to keep keep shooting. Like we we always talk about when you're dating, <laughs> like keep shooting. You just got to keep shooting right. like you're Kobe. You got to get into a right. rhythm. You got to find your jumper. Right. It, it doesn't, you know, one shot may not fall, but it, you don't just stop. So I just need to keep shooting. But there's no point in me sitting here saying, feeling like, oh, man, like, well, I really like this person, but they might not really like all of me. So let me hide some of me so they like me. And then once they really like me, then I either have to fill in this little box that I've created or I'm going to then be, I'm going to feel restricted. And now I want to burst out of that box. And now it's time for me to be honest and I can't be honest. I can't be transparent because I don't think they're going to like the transparent me. That's too much. And And I think that that hurts a lot of relationships. It does, Trip. It does. But, you know, that's that's a hard place. You know, I envy people who are immediately out the break, off the gate, that free. Like, I don't give a fuck. This is who I am. This is what I do. This is how I do it. You know, like it. Kiss my ass. You know, but it's still hard because regardless of people be like, you know, people always say, you know, I don't care what nobody thinks about me, you know, but the reality is really, we do, we do, you know, especially if you, if you have people in your life that you respect, you do think about what they think of you. And it's hard to be transparent, especially, you know, when you meet someone because, out, that's why the representative comes out first because you like this person, you feel in their energy, you feel in their chemistry. And the first thing in your mind is, I want to impress this person. I want them to see the best part that I can show them, whether it's real or not. I just want them to see. So they'll really, really like me. And then once I get them in, like you were saying, you know, then I can really start to share the truth about who I am. You know, but it's like you feel like you might be judged if you come out immediately transparent. You you feel like you might be, you know, thought of in some type of way like, oh, my God, they're weird because I have certain things that I like about me that I'm kind of nerdy, you know, and it's like, what if I come out if I lead with that? I might feel like, well, God, he might think I'm a little too nerdy, like I'm just a little too. You then know. he's not for you. I, I mean, that's just that simple, though. Maybe, like, maybe not. But how is it if he feels like you're too nerdy, then how is he for you? I'm just saying, I'm just being devil's advocate. Maybe, maybe not. You know, but we're talking about when we when you first meet someone, you know, yes. that's very different from when you have time invested. You no. know, so being transparent up front. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, you might want to be transparent up front before you have time invested and then now it's try- you're, try- you're trying to backtrack and back into it, and then it, you just you setting off all types of mines and traps and booby traps when you do that. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. I I really don't. I think we have to change that narrative. We have we have to do something different because we've been doing that same song and dance for a long time, 
hoping that nobody judges us, then we we paint ourselves into a corner and we're wanting to get out. Like it doesn't make any sense. You know, like that. when I I remember um when I've been I, like I can give you different phases in my life. So when I was dating um you know, one of my moms, or one of my children's moms, and I couldn't be transparent. It, it it made me feel confined. I hated, I couldn't stand that feeling. Like, I felt so boxed in. Like, I just can't be me. I can't really go and and be truthful and transparent about the relationships and the, and the bonds that I had with certain people because I felt like, you know, it wouldn't be accepted or whatever. And it, it, it was a sickening feeling. And you're sitting here trying to build something and you're like, well, I'm not really building anything because it's all based on falsehoods. It's not really the truth. And so you're, you're hustling backwards. It's, it's like the old saying, you're hustling backwards. And so I'm sitting here, you know, doing a disservice and not even giving the relationship a chance because I can't truly be me. I can't be, truly be transparent. So when I met my wife and, you know, we reconnected, like we, we both was like, look, we need to go ahead and put it all on the table. Like this is to be transparent. And then anybody I meet or connect with now, I'm like, look, I'm a little different. I'm just going to keep it real with you. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Right. And, you know, <clears throat> either you rock with me or you don't. I understand if you choose not to. Yeah, let me give you the choice. And I think a lot of times, you know what, that, that's a perfect segue. When we're not being transparent, we're making that choice for that other person, which isn't right. Give them the opportunity to make the choice to say, you know what, I can rock with this or I can't. Mm-hmm. You're taking the choice away from them. True. That's and true. That's, like, that's, that's even worse. That's true. But again, it's still not an easy bridge to cross. People do not feel the most comfortable sharing or just being completely this open book, especially when you're just meeting someone. They just don't, you know, and I think that's something that's developed over time once you, you know, feel more of a trust in a person. I mean, and and yeah, sometimes people can be just as upfront as you are. There are, like I said, there are people out here who can be free, can give zero fucks about what you think and, you know, your opinions of them. But for the most part, you know, with transparency comes a certain sense of vulnerability, you know, and who wants to be vulnerable? Nobody, you know, not until they know for sure that there's a, there's a wise investment there, you know, and I don't even want to get into guys and investment because most dudes don't invest in women anymore. Most men don't see value in, in women in relationships anymore. So, how does that make that that bridge easier to cross? Because I'm going to tell you, pimping, it's hard out here for us single people. See, you all married and, and booed up, you know, got your <laughs> set <laughs> routines. But, you know, for us single people out here, you know, it, it it's not happening. It is not happening. There is no transparency and very little honesty. You know, there might be some, but it's still very little, you know, and it is a very hard bridge to cross because people don't trust each other anymore. You know, it feels, I feel so, like, 
it's like, okay, I hate to cut you off, but no, then, no, no, go ahead. It's almost like what comes first, the chicken or the egg. So mm-hmm. people aren't being transparent and honest. So then I'm not going to be transparent and honest. And then we're going to just keep on this, this beautiful, not being transparent and honest cycle. So how do you break the cycle? Do something different. Yes, I know that. But again, I think, like I said, the honesty piece, I think, comes easier versus the transparency piece. That's the part that is more difficult for people, I think. I think because again, like I said, there is a there is a a portion of vulnerability that comes with being transparent, and people are not going to be vulnerable to someone that they're just building something with. They're just not. They're just not. Again, there are rare people who breathe that rare air and do that upfront, out the gate. Don't care. Yes, there are, but they're not the majority. Sadly. You know, and you're right. How do you break that cycle? I don't know. I don't know. That's the million trillion dollar question. How do you break that cycle? I've been trying to figure that out for the longest. And I mean, even myself, I can be honest and say just this year, I have really worked on living and walking in my truth. And it's been a, it's been a journey just for me within myself, much less with other people, you know. And and that's what I'm saying, and I get that. And you know, hats off to you for doing that work, because there's not a lot of people that do the work. So I get it. You know what I mean? Right. At the same token, so we're talking to the audience, and we're we're looking to to help them uncover the lies they may tell themselves. Right. Correct. And part of that lie that they may tell themselves is is not being transparent is actually helping me to secure this relationship. So we, if we're telling them that, you know, we're talking about truth and transparency, then we have to urge and encourage people to be transparent, to be vulnerable. Now, yes, it's not easy. Yes. I I know it's not easy. And I know it's easier said than done. I get that. Um, Yet if you're wanting love if you're looking for love love is vulnerability love is being vulnerable absolutely trip but the thing is to begin that process you know just sitting here thinking about it while you're talking about it you have to start with yourself you have to you have to start with being honest and transparent with yourself you have to figure out what it is that makes you happy what it is that gives you a center, gives you a center, gives you balance in your life that allows you to feel most valued within yourself. And then at the end of all of that, you have to love yourself the most. So because you're not going to be able to find love until you do love yourself. That's when you get that energy back, you know, so it has to start with yourself. And I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but you know, how many people are not living their own truths within themselves about what they want? You know, we've talked about this, especially with sexuality, just not being honest about who you are, what you want, what you like and accept it and then be willing to say to someone else, this is who I am. I just, when I say just, y'all gonna laugh at me, but I don't care. Like when I say just within the like the last couple of months, I just decided to accept the label of a masochist. (laughs) I had to to walk into that truth. I had to accept it. Like, okay, I really am. Damn, I'm a masochist. 
it is what it is. <laughs> and I can tell people that <laughs> and give zero fucks. But I mean, you know, look, I'm 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 45. Look how long it took me to to get to that place within myself, you know? So it has to start with yourself. You have to start walking within your own truths first, you know, recognize that that's what they are, accept them, be willing to be vulnerable with yourself and transparent with yourself. And then it can go out and spread from there to other people, you know, because I'm beginning to get more comfortable with sharing what my truths are with other people, but it had to start with ground zero trip. You know, it's, it's not an easy process. Yeah. I'm not saying it is easy. I mean, I get that it's not easy. What I want people to do though, is to not stay in that, that place of comfort that really isn't comfortable. It's just not so uncomfortable that you have to start making a change. I want people to, to, if we're really looking to help people, I want people to start being, like you say, transparent with themselves, living in their truth, you know, not just, you know, kind of, sort of, but living in it day, day in, day out, living in that truth. And then at that point, carrying that forward, like moving that forward. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And, and, and it will help, you know, I mean, even if you write a list, you know, and that's a list that nobody has to see, but you write a list of things that really truly make you happy from relationships to a job, to your family relationships, to whatever it might be, you know, I mean, get down to those core things that really make you happy. You like watching pigs roll around the mud and that shit get you off, write that shit down. That's your truth. I mean, you know, really, that's being honest and, and truthful and, and transparent with yourself. I really like that shit. Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> but that's your <laughs> but that's your thing. You know, that's we laughing about it, but that's your thing. You know, whatever it is that is your thing, you have to be willing to accept that truth about yourself. If you are a male or a female and you realize that you find both sexes beautiful and you are fluid with that shit, but you scared, that's your truth. You got to walk in that truth because real talk, people who think that they hide and stuff really don't be hiding it. People still know, you know? So it's like, accept it. (laughs) Right. They do. Some of y'all DL men think y'all don't nobody know. Bruh they know they know stop it you know and some of these females who you know admire the female body and somebody in your life know you ain't hiding it as much as you think so you might as well go ahead and accept whatever those truths are about yourself now the hard part to me trip is that's when we talking about crossing that bridge you know being willing once i accept these truths and i'm willing to be transparent now how do I start to tell people this is who I am without fear? Because that's what it is. It's fear. It's fear of rejection. It's fear of backlash. It's fear of laugh, being laughed at. It's fear of, you know, people forming these opinions about me that may be based out of truth or not. How do you get rid of that fear? You know? Hmm. How do you get rid of that fear? That's a good one. I mean, I think, and getting rid of that fear, that's, again, back to that transparency piece, being transparent to yourself, with yourself. Um, right. 
because once you once you start being transparent with yourself, you're able to stand tall, and True. you're able to stand proud, and and there's a there's a sense of I don't want to say an accomplishment. There's like a, there's a weight that comes off of you. That's very true. I can attest to that personally. You're right. You know, You're right. The weight, like when I was sitting there living in this 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 shady gray area of well, I'm being truthful, but I'm not being transparent. <laughs> <laughs> it's it was it was a burden. I mean, and that's why I say it's really like a lie. It is a lie. You know. Because you have to, you have to continue to cover it up and remember what you said or what you didn't say. You know, well, I, I you know, like you know me, Key. Like I, I have friends, I have female friends that I've slept with. <laughs> so I'm in this relationship, and I can't really be honest that yeah, we slept together, but you know, we just we cool and we like family now. I gotta leave that part out so nobody feels some type of way. And it, and then he's like, oh, well, did I tell her we kiss sometimes, or what? What did I say? Ah, oh, man. And it's just so much. So yeah, I said, you know, we cool, or we just we just friends because right now we are platonic and we friends, you know. And that's how a lot of people do that. They be like, well, they they just ask, are y'all friends? Or they be like, hey, did you date so and so? I mean, we ain't date, we fuck, so you know what? I ain't got to say we dated because we really did date. We just kicked it from time to time. Nah, we never dated. <clears throat> and you be sitting there, and then you got to remember that. You got to remember that that whole, okay, you can get, you, say for instance, you've been in a relationship for two, three years. Now you got to remember, okay, when we first met, we first um, was having okay. conversations, that I told my significant other that we didn't date. And then now, you're like, oh man, the way you and so-and-so interact is so amazing. You know, I mean, yeah, did y'all ever kiss or something? <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> and then you sit here like, oh, what did I tell the last time? Like, that's just too much. And that's what a lot of people do. It's a lie. Like, omission is a lie. You might as well just go ahead and be upfront and honest. Give that person an opportunity to choose you know what, this is something I can work with. This is something I can't. And if they if they show you that they can't handle it, then they're not the one for you. There are 8 billion people on this planet. Stop getting so hung up because one person is not for you. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you something with that. <laughs> because it, it can be so much easier to say. One thing I'm going to say while you were talking, I was like, you know what? I guess I should give men more credit than what I give them credit for because you talking about remembering what you tell one person from another. It's amazing how men can juggle women and remember, you know, to keep them separate. <laughs> and that's amazing to me. How do you not get tripped up, call her the wrong name, say something bad about her kids that she ain't got, you know, forget her mom. And I mean, how do you keep, uh, yeah, it is. And that's a lot. I've always thought that was a lot. So but, that's what I'm saying. So to say we can't handle, that's that's doing the male population a disservice because we can handle it. We have the bandwidth. We have the bandwidth to handle what we choose to handle. 
Okay. Well, then maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a matter of what you want to handle. Because I'm telling you from past experiences, I have dealt with men where I have tried to be honest and I have tried to, you know, put it all on the line. And it's the minute you start feeding, you know, those little bit of truths, they start losing their damn mind. That's not me. That's them. That means you can't, if I'm sitting here trying to tell you a little bit of information, because that's kind of like me checking your temperature. If mm -hmm. I start to tell you a little bit to see how you take it in, how you accept it and process it, that means that's going to give me grounds to feel most comfortable in really being honest and transparent. Or it's going to force me in the other direction and cause me to shut the fuck down. I'm not telling you shit. Cause if that's how you going to act and I've been there trip. So that's why I say it's, it's easier said than done because so what, some people, Kiki, they don't want to, they don't want to handle those truths. And I'm Kiki, speaking specifically of men. Kiki, but, they are not here, are they? No, they're not here. So that's what I'm saying. So you just, that's a vetting process. It's a vetting process. Yes. Let me go ahead and print my stuff on the table. If you can deal with it, if you're going to cut a fool and flog the handle, thank you in advance. You know what? We're going to push it. We thank you for your application, but <laughs> we're deciding that we're, we're choosing another candidate and, and move on. Yes. You know what? And, <laughs> and treat it just like that. Like, yo, let me properly vet these people that I'm dating. So, hey, look, I have five kids, four different baby mamas. Um, I drive a beat-up, <laughs> you know, um, van. I work part-time as a janitor right now, but I'm working on my master's, you know, in the process of this. So, um, and then my hair is falling out. Um, <laughs> really? I don't know. I don't, I'm really? trying to think. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, just just be living your truth. Like, this is me. If you're going to love me, love me. If you're not going to love me, cool. I I thank you for your time. But yeah, time is too short. It's just too precious. It's too valuable to be sitting here and living a half truth. And I agree with you. I do. But, but, <laughs> okay, but. but. You can't say you agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> there could be caveats okay all right well all i'm saying is is that you know say uh you done made me lose my train of thought because i was saying but so much <laughs> <laughs> like real talk oh my gosh my train of thought just went whew, out the window okay so you were saying about living your truth and my stream of consciousness really just went straight to the left. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. Ah, yes, it is because I was going to say something to what you said. Um, tell me profound too. what was the last thing that you said? Like, tell me, say it again. Uh, I was on the road, so I, mean, I know, I know. Oh my god, I suck. I'm so sorry, y'all. <laughs> I so suck right now. <laughs> <laughs> you having a brain for it? Dang, that sucks. I mean, I was just saying how you, you, if whoever you are, be whoever you are, live your truth. And, you know, put that on the table, vet the people properly, um, and see if they're able to handle it. 
You know? Okay. <clears throat> That's kind of what I was going to say something to about that. You know, just going back to what I was saying about, you know, some people can't necessarily handle your truths. And you're right. If they cannot, then... You, you don't have to deal with them, but it's two. That's a two. That's a double edged sword because and I'm I'm going to say this and be real honest about it. As far as women are concerned, and I don't personally feel this way, but I know that the struggle is real. You got to think that right now, the the ratio of single available black men out here that number has shrunk tremendously and I'm not talking negatively about my sisters I'm not but a lot of women right now are just accepting half-truths you know no transparency because they just want someone okay and then the other side to that is you know it is a process it is a process to be able to just put put it out there because like I said I'm 45 and I am just now getting to the point where I can declare not just accept them within myself but say to you the moment you and I meet this is who Kiki is off the break deal with it or not don't give a damn if you want to be here and if you don't and if you don't even better for me that's a that's not wasting my time or yours you know, so it, it's a process. It is a process, you know, and you're right. We do have to change the narrative. We do have to turn the corner, but it's going to take some time. It's going to take dudes being willing to say off the break, look, I like dating multiple women. I'm not ready to be in a relationship, to be honest about that shit. Instead of treating one girl like that's really his girlfriend or really he's sleeping with two other women and has no intentions of being committed but doing relationship like shit. You know what I'm saying? That, I mean, it it has to start somewhere and it has to start with people accepting and realizing within themselves, this is what I want. This is who I am. This is what makes me happy. And then go from there, you know, because it's, it's, it can be very difficult. It can, you know, but you have to be willing to do the work. Definitely can. Um, You know, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, just be honest. Do your work. Be honest. Um, put it out there. Because just like you're saying, you know, if you don't want to, if you just want to have fun, be honest. Put that. Put the ball in their court to make a decision to say whether or not they're willing to, to, to ride that wave with you. Exactly. You exactly. know? Yeah. Like I was talking to a friend before. And, you know, she is in a place where she just wants to date. She don't, you know, and she was talking to a person, you know, a lot of the situation of that person didn't rock, didn't mesh up. But she was like, you know, but I just, I kind of want to go ahead and get him to fill this hole. I just wanted to plug the hole. I'm like, yo, <laughs> plug the hole then. Just be upfront. Like, look, this is what I, this is what I need. And if you're cool with that, if anything changes, we'll talk about it. If it doesn't change or if you start getting feelings, let me know. And then we can process through it. And then we might need to say, hey, look, we're going to have to just walk away from whatever. Yeah. Okay. Let me go ahead and tell you this is where I am. 
But I got a question for you, though. Okay. What's the question? Because, you know, talking about being honest and transparent. Don't you think that sometimes honesty and transparency can be destructive? And I'm going to give you an example, but I want you to answer that question first. You want me to answer the question before you give me an example? That's yes. not fair. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to answer that question. Don't you think that sometimes truth and transparency can be destructive? It, it can be destructive. And it, here's, here's, here's the thing. And this, I'm going to give you, it's going to be more, a little more complex. Truth can be destructive in a way to tear down a lie and build a better foundation, a solid foundation of something. So, you know, if the foundation is weak and wobbly, it's probably being upheld on some falsehoods or some misconceptions or just some, some lies or some half-truths. And then the truth can come in and, you know, upset and reset the foundation so that way something stronger and better can be built upon it. So yes, it can be destructive. It can also help set a better foundation for whatever it, it tore down. That was so beautifully put. It really was. Hey, you about okay. to hit me with the, with the... But <laughs> here we go with the play. <laughs> Okay, so mm -hmm. what about, I'm, I might throw a couple of examples out there. Okay, right. what right. about, um, I go to a co-worker's event, she's having a party, and I see her husband for the first time. Should I be honest and transparent and walk up to both of them and say, I think your husband's really attractive and I want to sleep with him. Would you be okay with that? Is that truth and transparency okay in that moment? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What What is the point of you? How does, whoa, time out. All right. I see where you're going. That That's a stretch. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking. I'm being devil's advocate. I'm asking because we're talking about always being truthful and transparent, right? So if that's my truth in that moment, is it okay for me to share those truths and be that transparent? I think what I think it's okay to share the truth in a way that's not going to be malicious. And that's not being and malicious. That's, that, that's that a is, compliment. That, no, 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 no. Oh, no. so that is being destructive. That no, no. It's not necessarily being destructive. It's being malicious. It's, it's not being. How is that being malicious? How is that being kind-hearted? If I walk up to my coworker, and <laughs> just be like, truthful hey, and transparent. you can be truthful and transparent and let them know, hey, look, you know, coworker, I appreciate everything. Um, yet the next time you invite me over, I, I can't, I'm going to be honest with you, I can't make it. You know, um, you know, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. Yet when I saw your husband, I just felt something and I, I didn't really like the way I felt. And I don't think that's healthy for me to be around you and your husband in that space. Wait, why I have so, to not like the way I felt? I might've got a tingle. I might've liked it. You, 
You like the tingle? Yes. <laughs> you don't like the fact that... <laughs> you don't like the fact that the tingle was for another person's husband. Can we be transparent on that? <laughs> but I'm living my truth, Trip. Yeah, you're living your truth. And, and that truth is... Because if you didn't feel that way, if you didn't feel some type of remorse there, then you would just go ahead and act on your impulse and it wouldn't be, hey, whatever, whatever. It wouldn't be a situation like that. So you, you also have not only being truthful and transparent, let's also add in being emotionally mature. So in that moment, Yes, I may have felt a tingle for my coworker's wife. I need to be emotionally mature enough to say, you know what? I need to make sure I'm not putting myself in any situation that's going to jeopardize my work relationship, my livelihood, and any type of relationship I have with that coworker and their marriage. So let me make sure to be transparent with my coworker to let them know it's not you. It's not anything that you did. It's me removing myself from this situation because there are feelings that I have. So why so not that's just being transparent? Why, so well, omission in that instance would be good though, right? Just don't, you don't no. even need to say nothing. No, because, okay, you omit it and then you repress it. What happens when we repress feelings? Oh, it makes it worse. Exactly. So how is that, how is omitting good at you I didn't just say it was be, good. I was just saying it out there. So in that in that in that scenario, if we're going to be emotionally mature, we have to then unpack what we're feeling and deal with it. Unpack it and deal with it, and and then process, move accordingly in a mature way, in an emotionally mature way, and then you know go about your business. Sure, be on some old trying to do it proper like shit. And we know that's not how people do that shit at the fuck all. <laughs> it may not be how they do it. I mean, because, okay, think about this. You talking about being truthful and transparent. And see, the, the woman who would say something to that man, she's then considered ratchet, a hoe, a skank. She's sleazy. She gets all of these negative names, but she was simply living her truth. Maybe it was lack of maturity however you want to say lack of decorum you know but she didn't give a fuck about her work relationship she don't live in my truth that nigga fine i want to fuck him (laughs) (laughs) i'm and i'm so you know so it's like sometimes you know that whole truth and transparency is not that easy it's just not but what you you just you've combined and you've went to different things because now it's not just about truth and transparency, it's about perception, other people's perception of you. And if you're living in your truth, then other people's perception of you should fall a little bit lower on that, that totem pole. All I said was that's I didn't say that's what she thought people would say. I said that's what people will say, regardless okay. of what she thinks or not. That's what people are going to say about someone's behavior. Because you think about Aren't it. Don't say anything anyway. They're always going to have something to say. Not necessarily. I mean, you know, if you repress it and don't nobody know, then they don't know. 
No, they don't know. They're going to still say something. Maybe, maybe not. What would they have any basis to say something for? What I'm saying is you can't control other people. No, you cannot. But you're missing my point. You're missing my point, though. What's your point? What I'm saying is, okay, yes, people talk and people will say or have an opinion all the time. Of course they do. But what I'm saying is, is in that instance, her tr- her being truthful and transparent is a negative, not a positive. That's all I'm saying is that sometimes, and that's why some people find it hard to be truthful and transparent is because sometimes it will be perceived as negative and not positive. And the outcome isn't going to always be positive, which we know because sometimes it could create a bigger problem because you were truthful, you know, but that's all I'm saying is that, you know, I'm being devil's advocate here, you know, just throwing some shit out there, but that could, that's a real situation that has happened. You know, people have done it, you know, but they get looked at in a negative way. You know, how dare you? I mean, people who are out here being really free, they do get looked at, you know, like, well, damn, you know, you you just don't care, you know, and, I don't know why that is, but that then makes it harder for others to want to be in that place because of how people perceive those who can walk in their truths and be transparent at all times. It makes it hard. It does That's make it all hard. I'm and and we're I agree with you. I'm not saying living in your truth is easy. No, it's not. It's not. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it is important to do so and it's necessary. It is necessary. It is. So if everything we wanted to do that's that's necessary and good for us was easy, the world would be a different place. Yet it's not. And sometimes we have to put a little more effort into things that are going to be a little more healthy for us than the things that are going to be a little more unhealthy. So, Let's talk about, can we talk a little bit about, okay, so we were talking really more about when people first meet, but what about couples who've been together for a while? Oof. That's where, that's, that's, that's tough because, you know, that's where feelings get really hurt and they feel betrayed. You feel mm-hmm. lied to, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I know we can throw some off the wall scenarios, but let's let's keep it kind of on a, I guess a, uh, a tip uh, a scenario where it's not as off the wall. So, say for instance, you did date one of your friends, your college buddies, mm-hmm. and you never told your husband, mm-hmm. and. Now it's you know you've been married for five years. Do you not just you just continue with the lie? Well, it depends. I don't, you know that's a hard one because it's what's the circumstances like? Did the husband find out about the college buddy? Did the husband meet the college buddy? And you know, if there are some parameters there that need to be addressed, the college the college buddy. Let's say the college buddy is. In your life, okay. You know, y'all, y'all still talk from time to time. Y'all may not see each other all the time, but you know, homecoming comes around, and you know, everybody get together. And, and, 
<laughs> I know where this is going. Okay. <laughs> you know, homecoming coming around, everybody get together, you're drinking, you're having fun, you know, and you you don't know. Somebody might slip and be like, I remember when you and, <laughs> and, and John used to kick it in, in so-and-so hall. You don't know. You're right. You're absolutely so, right. At what point do you be transparent to prevent a calamity from happening where you're blindsided and somebody's out there telling your truth before you can tell them? Well, you know, at that point, you don't have a choice. <laughs> you, I'm, well, I ain't going to say that because some people still lie. <laughs> it wasn't me <laughs> <laughs> to the very end, even though you got a picture. Nigga, I got a picture of you. It wasn't me. You know, so some people will be like that. But, you know, if it were me, um, at that point, I'm going to have to be transparent. But I'm going to say this caveat trip, depending on my husband, is what I'm going to tell him. Because, again, I've, like I said, in prior experiences, some men just cannot deal with truths about the woman they're dealing with. A lot of men don't like to hear about past relationships. They definitely don't want to hear about past sexcapades. You know, they don't want to know about other people you might have just dated or kicked it with. And then this dude is in my house and you kicked it with him and you could have potentially slept with him and blah, blah, blah. You know, it just can become something really negative yeah it could be something that tears everything down and maybe maybe we'll build it back up but again that's a maybe so i i don't know it depends on him if we have that kind of relationship where he has made it very comfortable for me to have that platform where i can you know be free and be open and honest and know that he won't judge me know that he won't you know, think negatively of me, know that he, yeah, he might be upset, you know, but we can talk through it and work it out and we can move on. That's very different from, I start to tell him and he start wilding out. I don't want that. I don't want that. But, but that's a very viable possibility trip. And a lot of women deal with that. You know what I'm saying? And you're right, it's crazy. That's not the way it should be, but that's the reality. Some men wild the fuck out when their woman tries to be honest with them they can't handle it they don't want to hear it they don't want to deal with that they don't want to you know perceive her in any other light than this is my wife and she was the virgin mary before we got married and hmm. it is what it is and that's toxic that's very toxic it is it is but i'm gonna tell you again that's the majority not the minority and it's sad you know we've had this conversation before you know and it took me a long time how long we've been friends we've been friends a long time and it's taken yeah. me this long to get to the place of saying you know what this is these are my truths and i don't care you know and to lead with them you know i'm finally getting to that place in my life when i you know meeting people this is this is it deal with it or kick rocks nigga. don't care don't <laughs> care you know but it's it's been a process a process and it still is i'm still you know walking that path you know but you know yeah. that's that's I mean, reality. I get it. I know my breaking point, and I've always said people change in people is overrated, and change 
is something that's internal for people. And for me, I had to change because I just couldn't live that way. Right. You know, living that way in that relationship, it 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 almost broke me. Right. Um, you know, because I was afraid of, okay, she was going to wild out. Oh, she can't handle this. Okay, well, I told her a little bit, and then she 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 spazzed out. Now, shoot, I can't even tell her the whole thing because, you know, this little bit she's sitting here tripping about. And it's just, it sucks. It's a horrible place to be in. It's a horrible place for the other partner to have to be in. You know, it's, it's, it's just bad for everyone. It's bad for everyone. So, I, you know, people that are in those type of relationships, um, you know, I wish I knew of some comforting words or something that kind of make it easier. It just sucks. <laughs> it does. It, it sucks on so many different levels. All right. But yeah, so it's just, um, it was a lot. You know, I, I, I went through a lot of that. And, you know, for me, I had to get out of that. that it just wasn't a good place. And, and I knew that she wasn't in a place to accept me where I was. And I gave her that option. And then, you know, I remember one time, this is when I started to, to just be able to, to live in my truth of not being monogamous. And I was like, yeah, I'm in love with you and somebody else. And it just tore her to pieces. Yeah, that's the truth. That's uh, difficult to hear. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> but, you know, you, you did go through a really tough time with that. You know, I was witness to how toxic it was for you to not be living your truth and how unhappy you were. And, you know, and I say that to any couple out there who has been together for a long time. If there is a truth that you want to share with your partner, you're going to have to come to a place within yourself to figure out, you know, how that truth adds value to your life. We only go through this thing one time. That's all we get. That's all we get. That's all we got one time, you know, and you got to make the best of it. And if there is something that you are not sharing with your partner and talking to your partner about, you know, and it is causing toxic toxicity in your relationship or within you, then that means you need to change. It means you need to change completely your outlook and be more willing to be more transparent with your partner, you know, and just like Tripp said, it could be a thing where your foundation gets disrupted and parts of it get torn down. But the beautiful thing is you can rebuild that together and it'll be better and stronger than it was before because now you're free. You have this weight lifted off of you. You don't have to hide. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to act like somebody that you're not. You know, and so it, you're right. We we are the ones who can change the narrative, and it all starts with you. Yeah, I'm done with my soapbox. Now, you know, you were saying a lot of buts earlier. It's like, <laughs> but, but but you know, um, kind of segue for the people. I mean, I know we haven't done a. Um, an email. We need to figure out what we're going to call these emails, too. It's he uh, said, she said. What do you mean? Oh, what are you talking about? See, what happened was... <laughs> you edit that shit out. 
<laughs> not editing this out. I oh. edit that shit out. No. I can't believe you forgot the segment. I did. I did. I told you. Bogus. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we have a a he said she said um, letter that we need to to go into, and I know um, I know you have it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a um listener who had a question Question. one of the questions or questions yeah it was what you say it was four questions right yes yeah so one of the questions i know had something to do with some butt stuff so i guess we can start there since you were heavy on the butt today you know what You're not funny. I know that you think that you are. (laughs) You're not entertaining. Don't y'all laugh at him. Don't y'all laugh at him. Okay. All right. So let me read this email to y'all. Says, good morning. Here are the questions I had for you. One, I prefer anal, but the person I'm interested in is not interested in anal. How does that work? Two, how do you tell a man he doesn't know how to give head? Three, is there such a thing as good, bad pussy? Four, is squirting urine? Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) After all this great relationship talk, we go back to sex. (laughs) All right. So she went all the way in. Wow. Okay. She did. She did. All right. Um, okay. So let's start with number one. Um, I prefer anal, but the person I'm interested in is not interested in anal. How does that work? All right. So you want to go first? You want me to go first? What? What? He said, she said, what? I would love to hear your take on it with your <laughs> experiences with anal. <laughs> Please. Let me hear your take. <laughs> well, love, she says that, you know, it's really to each his own. You know, I'm not a big, that's not my thing. Okay. And if that's your thing, that's your thing. And that goes back to exactly what we were talking about, you know, during the, the whole duration of the podcast. You got to walk in your truth. If that's what you like and if that's who you are, then, you know, share that with him. And, you know, maybe he will be willing to be more open-minded, talk to him about it, share with him, you know, why does it turn you on, you know, and just see if he's willing to explore it. You might be able to bring him to the dark side. I know I've had a few bring me to the dark side on some things I never thought I would like, girl. So, you know, you might be able to bring him to the dark side. But if he is adamant that that's just not who he is and what he likes, then you have a choice to either table it and just say, well, you know, for the duration of our relationship or situationship, I'm just not going to, that's just something I'm just not going to partake in, you know, And, and you have to be okay with that. Or you got to say, well, bruh, you know what? You don't get down like that. I need to find me somebody who does. And that's what she said about that. Well, what he said is, I mean, we're going to make this really quick. I pretty much echo everything you're saying. Um, you got to live in your truth. And so um, now, hold on. Let me make sure. 
now she's saying how do she how does she tell him or how does she what was the question again she says i prefer it but the person i'm interested in is not interested so how does that work oh yeah it doesn't um i mean it can i mean it can if it if it stays where it is right now it just doesn't now um you can decide whether to just forego that part of what you like in sex or you can decide to see if you can um get them interested it's it's totally up to the bandwidth you have now everybody's not going to be interested and then you have to make a decision like um kiki said if you if you can persuade him um and maybe i shouldn't say persuade um if you could ease him into it and open his mind up and into um diving into that then cool if you can't then you're gonna have to make a decision and either say this is something i i'm not gonna get and i'm willing to stay in the relationship because there's more to my relationship than just you know having anal sex mm-hmm. um or you can say this is a major part of um sex for me so i'm not gonna be fulfilled and i'm gonna be resentful so i might as well go ahead and bounce <laughs> So, yeah, you, you're just going to have to you know, figure that out um, and figure out how much time you want to invest in that. Because, like Kiki said, you can, you do learn and you do grow, and there's certain things that you grow into um, that you may not have thought you may grow, you, know, you would have grown into. So try to talk to them about it. Communicate. If that doesn't work, then you know you have your answer. Okay. Number two. How do you tell a man he doesn't know how to give head? (laughs) (laughs) Well, being that the question is is posed and I'm the resident male on the podcast. uh, What did he say? (laughs) What he said? What he says (laughs) is to while he's doing it, you don't just kill his, his, his dreams, hopes, and aspirations. Um, you, it's, it's just like teaching. You, you go ahead and you give them pointers and you, you work on it. So as he's in the moment, tell him, you know, I like when you do this or, oh yeah, do that right there or do this with your tongue or use your fingers or whatever. Um, give him instructions in a very sexy and seductive way and not in a instructor fuck kind of way, not in a go left. Go right, up, down, <laughs> left, right, left, A, B, A. You know, so do it in that way. And then that way, it, it'll. I think it'll build more intimacy. It'll build more closeness. Um, yeah, just don't go in there and just be like, you know what? I'm good on, you know, he tried to go down on you and you push his head away like I'm good. <laughs> Or, you know, and then after so many advances, he's going to get the picture. You don't want to do that because then that's going to bleed into other parts of your relationship. Mm -hmm. So the best thing that that I think you should do when you're you're trying to get a male um, or your your partner interested or better at um, cunnilingus is to give him the clues and the pointers of what you like. Because just, again, we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they can come in with 
pre preconceived images and understanding of what somebody else like a routine a routine yeah a routine and they're trying to apply it to you so you know we talked about that shit oh my god that drives me crazy my name is not lisa okay okay this is kiki i'm not lisa stop that shit hey i don't know i I don't i don't know i mean i've never been that way so Mm. yeah well i i suggest maybe making it into a game you know, you can make it into a game. I would talk to him about it outside the bedroom. That's just my opinion. Bring it up outside the bedroom. But, you know, when you're relaxed, comfortable, you're chilling, you know, maybe sitting down having something to eat or watching a movie and just bring it up, you know, and, and make it into a game where you're not going to do anything to him unless he tells you how he wants it done and vice versa. And then you guys can take turns, you know, this is where I want you to kiss me. This is where I want you to touch me. This is how I want you to touch me. This is how I like it. Make it into a game and make him a part of it. You know, that way he doesn't feel like it's just the spotlight is on him, his inconsistencies or his negative qualities about that. It draws him in too, because now it's like, oh, I get to tell her and she gets to tell me. And I think he might be more receptive to it that way because now he's a part of it. And it's not just like, Oh God, I gotta perform, you know, because y'all get performance anxiety, even with that, I believe, you know, right. and, and that takes away that stress of him trying so hard to want to please you that he just fucks it all up. Cause sometimes that can happen. He tries too hard, and it's like, okay, I'm about to go have a V8. You just, yes, you sit there. I'll be back. You know, because that's you get to, you know, we get to that point where you get frustrated. It's like, never mind, never mind, move. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want it to get to that point, you know, and make him feel like that then because then he's not going to want to. And then he's going to have, you know, now he's got a, a what's the word I'm thinking of? A, a complex about it, you know. So right. that's what I think. Make it a game. All right. So question number three, is there such a thing as good and bad pussy? Oh, I want to hear what he said about this first. Because yes. I can't really, yes. I can only speak on yes. what I heard. Yes. Why are we still talking about this? Yes. <laughs> but I'm sure she wants more details of that. Like, oh, okay. I, I mean, I was just answering the question. I'm okay. just being truthful. Okay. I mean, okay. she asked that. Right. I'm just answering that piece. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> we want transparency now. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so, good and bad pussy. Um, from my standpoint, bad pussy is lazy pussy. Okay. So lazy pussy that doesn't want to put any work in. You just want to sit and, and look pretty. That's that's not good pussy. Um, bad pussy is pussy that doesn't understand their body. You you know you hygiene's off or you know you don't know you're not drinking enough water. So you know you you tasting like a, a bag of nickels. Um, (laughs) 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 I've had that before. I mean, it was not, I was, Oh, Oh, Whoa. Mm -mm. That's weird. Mm -mm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of it is your hygiene. Okay. Not, I'm sorry. Not your hygiene, your diet. Oh, okay. Not your hygiene, but your diet. A lot of it is your diet and you just eating McDonald's and, and, and Chick-fil-A not drinking water. 
not I mean that it is it's all in your body in your system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so you you taste like a bag of of, of nickels. It's just like, <laughs> bruh. Like, yeah, matter of fact, you know what? Taste yourself. Mm, taste that. That don't taste good, does it? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So um lazy lazy box is the worst box in the world. You know, and and be enthusiastic with your box. Like be in the moment. You know, like if you if you getting it, if it's I mean, I understand ladies, if it's trash, it's trash. And then at that point, why are you even doing it? You know, yet if it's good to you, let let your partner know it's good to you. Like we wanna hear. We we most of most I can't say all guys, but most guys want to know you're enjoying it. They don't want you to fake it now. They just want to know you're into it. Um, and and then just, you know, be spontaneous. So I guess for me, it's not necessarily, um, like, I think most people, when they think about is good pussy or is it bad pussy, is it like, is it this amount of wetness or this amount of, you know, um, the way it grips the dick and things of that nature. And that those are all things that are are um, very vital and very important to a lot of guys. I think when we take it to another level, though, if we want to talk about on a higher level, a higher level of pussy, we want to we want to upgrade your pussy to a high lo- higher level. Mm-hmm. Then you got to be you have to be, um, you know, active. You have to be into it. You 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 have to be. Um, you know, your hygiene is on point and understand your energy, you know, understand that this is, this is, this is your, your energy, your yoni. You know, if you're in tune with that, more than likely you're going to have some bomb ass pussy. Um, you're going to have some pussy that dudes be like, Ooh, Ooh, like, Ooh, yeah. I don't want, I don't want nobody else to have this. Like, nah. Mm-mm. Right. You know, so that's what makes good pussy. Now. Yeah. If it's wet, it's great. Again, ladies, use lube. Um, no guys, no guy I've ever talked to is ever like, yo, man, she was too wet. Like, bruh, I just couldn't swim. I didn't know what to do. Right. It was just like, <laughs> no, no, no dudes ever said that. So, right. um, you know, carry lube and, and you know, everything be good. Okay. Sure. And I mean, I can't really add too, too much to that. You know, I feel like he pretty much covered it all, you know. Um, definitely, you have to be reciprocative. I don't know if that's a word, but you got to reciprocate, you know. Got to throw that thing back. Like, you see. Right. Like, don't just. Like, that shit you know? blows me, bro. Like, and, I tell you to arch your back and then you don't move, but you think you're doing something. Like, motherfucker, if you don't arch your back, I'm, <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what, what was that what was yes, that yes and you have to be willing to you know make the i say hold move. your leg and you don't want to hold your leg you being lazy tell me my leg tired it's just tight if you don't if you don't suck it up suck it up <laughs> push through <laughs> <laughs> yes yes um as, and this is as far as speaking of good good box just you know being willing to um, make the first move. Um, yes, that's a good box. Yes. To uh, 
you know, it, it should always be presentable, you know, and, and for appealing to all of his senses, sight, sense, touch, taste, it, it, ha- it should be always be presentable. That's what I think makes it good. So, yeah, um, please, please make the, the box presentable. You know, whether you shave or you don't shave or if you wax or you don't wax, just make it presentable. Absolutely. You know, don't have like lint balls in your in in the heads of your tissues, box, the tissue stuck yeah. up in there. You know, you got crumbs from you was eating in the bed up in there. That's not like, the look. Mm-hmm. That's not the look. Not at all. That is not cute, ladies. <laughs> don't do it. Unless you got somebody that has a fetish of eating, you know, old cookie food crumbs. cookie crumbs out of the yeah. box. They want to eat old cookie crumbs. Out of the cookie jar. There you go. No judgment. Do you think, no boo? Do you think, boo? That's, hey, <laughs> that's between the two of you. Y'all live y'all's truth. I know that's right. <laughs> exactly. Do it. Do live it. it up. Live your best life. Yes. 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 <laughs> no food eat ass. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and number four is squirting urine. Well, according to my research, <laughs> <laughs> Those of you who have watched the Magic School Bus know that reference. <laughs> um, it, it is a tiny bit. It is. It is a tiny bit of urine in it um, because it does come out of the urethra. Um, but it is a mixture of different fluids. Um, Trip, you may be able to add to this. But yes, it, there is a one research did that was done. They basically emptied out a female's bladder and then allow them to stimulate themselves with or without a partner. And when they did an ultrasound and checked the bladder again, there was a small amount of urine. So they allowed the women to continue with the stimulation. Once they squirted, they did another ultrasound. The bladder was empty. So there is to some degree, you know, some urine in there, but um, not as much as if you go to the bathroom. So it is a difference. And also know that there is a difference between squirting and female ejaculation. Those fluids are totally different and they come from two totally different places. So do not speak get those. Oh, no, go ahead and speak to it. Um, now I was just going to say, you know, the female ejaculation is from the vaginal area. Um, it's, it's, a, it's like a, it's almost like spit. That's the consistency of it. And it's not a lot. You know, and some sometimes you might even miss it because it, it can go back into the vaginal cavity. So you might not even realize, you know, that it's happened. And some women tend to have more than others. That's why a man can man can pull out and he can see the evidence on his penis, you know. So every woman's body is different, just like some women can squirt and some women can't, you know. Um, and some squirt a lot and some squirt a little, you know. So and it's nothing to be ashamed of if you are, you know, just prepare your partner. Don't, don't, don't catch them blindsided. Cause I've heard of men who've been horrified because they were caught blindsided. She didn't bother to tell him, you know, that wasn't ready. Sit their childish ass down somewhere. They wasn't ready. They wasn't ready, Drip. They just wasn't they ready. Childish. They childish. Whatever. They wasn't ready. You know, but then some women have felt ashamed, you know, like, oh my God, I'm, I'm wetting up the bed. Honey, just, girl, if you don't get you some some plastic sheets, a bed covering, put down you some got them at Keep it moving. See? There you go. Right there. That's the hookup. And I'm sure he got a coupon code. I told you. You don't know what it is. That's that's that living that truth, girl. If that's who you are, if you are a squirter and 
there is nothing for you to be ashamed of. Live your truth, you know, and just prepare. That's all. Just make sure you prepare before you go get down and have a session. Make sure you get your bed right, you know, and, and, and it's okay. It's cool. It is what it is. And if he can't hang, well, then pumpkins, you just might have to get you a new man. That's what she said. Yeah, that's I. There's nothing much for me to add. You, you, yeah. It's not P. So, you know, it's have, a little have bit. Fun. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a little bit. There's traces of urine there. Um, but again, everybody's different. You know, some people can, you know, squirt tiny amounts of fluid. I've been with some women and I've seen some women who can squirt lots of fluid. Right. Um, you know, so everybody's different. Um, so if you're with somebody who is shaming you for it, seems you got to let it go. Yeah, don't stand for that, though. Don't stand <laughs> for that. Because there are men out here who absolutely will, they'll pretty much uh, bow before you at your feet simply because you can do that. Okay. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes. They they love it, you Behold. know. So <laughs> you don't have to be with no dude who'd be like, "Damn, why you gotta do that shit every time we?" No, mm-mm, you do not have no, to deal with that shit. Behold the magical vagina. Yes, exactly. Yes. Real talk. Real talk. So live your best life. Well. I'm so sad that we have to part our ways, but we're so glad that now you decided it's time to, to say goodbye to all our company. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure. I enjoyed our conversation today, Mr. Tripp. It was great. I enjoyed it as well. Um, and hopefully the people can, you know, continue the conversation. Let us know. Yes. Yes. We what would love about truth and transparency would love to hear from you you know would love to hear if this helped you in any way if this got you started on your journey you know because remember this journey has to start with you you have to be the one to start to accept your truths for yourself you have to be transparent with yourself and then it can broaden out from there and you just go out into the world and be free And be free because you're living your best life because you are being truthful and being transparent to everyone in your life. So it's got to start with you. Write us. You can write to us at lustliesliberto at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Share your stories, you know, about your awakenings and coming into your truth. We would love to hear it. You got questions. You want advice. We will put your question on the podcast and, you know, tell you what he said and what she said and you know hopefully it helps you out you can also um follow us trip tell them where they can find us social no, no, media I want to tell them. they're supposed to know if you ain't following us now some busters no i'm just joking we love y'all <laughs> <laughs> we like y'all a lot a lot um, we a lot. love you yes we do Mwah. um all right so follow us on instagram let's lies libido um is the instagram no i'm sorry lust underscore lies underscore libido um email again is lust lies libido at gmail we are on all of your wherever you consume your podcast that's where you can find us so please make sure you share um us to other people you know don't don't be stingy with us if you like us you know 
share us. We're okay. We're okay with being shared. Yes. You know, we, 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 we like the love. Spread the love. Absolutely. Um, and if you're on, if you're listening on Apple, please rate us and review us. Write us a nice review. If you're not giving us five stars, I think you're just being a hater. Um, I think <laughs> it's pretty awesome. <laughs> humble brag. That's not even humble. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, um, please do. We, we love hearing the feedback. Um, I was reading some of the reviews and it just made my heart smile. Um, like, you know how the Grinch on, on the, um, it grew three sizes. It just grew three sizes, man. Like my heart was like. <laughs> so I we definitely appreciate all of our listeners, all of our fans, um, all of our supporters. You guys are the reason we do this, and yes. we really appreciate the feedback you guys have been giving us. Um, I know this is at the end, but I do want to make sure I plug. And we've been talking forever, so I'm gonna wrap this up, but. Um, somebody told one of our listeners was saying that, you know, they appreciate um, us being able to give them some books to read. Um, so for all of my readers that listen to the podcast, there's a phenomenal paranormal series that I, I love that I tell a lot of people about. Um, the author, unfortunately, has passed away. So there was some other things that she was working on that she didn't get a chance to finish. But the author's um, name is L.A. Banks, and she wrote the Vampire Hunter series. So it's a super awesome book about um, spirituality and African African. Um, it has some elements of Africanism, and and um, I mean it's, it's awesome. I mean the the main character, the protagonist, is a woman. She's a female. Um, and it's just really, really cool. And for those that like book series, I think you'll like it. I actually put Kiki onto it. She, um, enjoyed it. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Um, you know, like I'm going to go back and read it a second. It might be my third time. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I've read it like a couple times. I know I've read it twice. Um, but it's really, really good. So I just want to share that, um, that, and then for, Anybody who's into kink or BDSM, check out Anne Rice, um, the Sleeping Beauty trilogy. But she writes as her, she has a pen name. It's, um... Anne Rice is the pen name. That's a pseudonym. No, no, it's not. It's Velo... Velo it's something else, Trip. Oh, it is? Yes, yes. What okay, I'm, I'm gonna look it up really quickly. I'm looking it up right now. You know, I got... You know, I'm a Google... Google fiend. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, Sleeping Beauty trilogy. Um, yeah, novel by Anne Rice. But it says something else. I'm telling you. Hold on. Because I remember oh, when I bought the in Rogla Laurie or something like that. See, that's right. She writes as. Um, Hold I on. think I, I think that it. was her pseudonym back when she first penned the books, people. But now that everybody knows that she is who it is, I think they put Anne Rice on all the books that you would buy or or borrow from the library or or however you consume your 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 books. So, yeah, you will see her name. It's as A N Roke Roke Liar. 
Yeah, you you did a whole lot better than I did. I jacked that all up. And rice, people. A N N E R I C E. And rice. <laughs> and it, I mean, it really truly is um, straight up BDSM. Like it, it, really, the whole. This is before Fifty Shades of Grey, people. Yeah. Like way it's, it's, before. Yeah. Yeah. This it's, came around '83. It's pretty intense. It's pretty intense. So, if you're looking for a good BDSM book, so I gave one for my nun, my vanilla people. And then one for my kinky people. Maybe we should do that every week. How could you not recommend Children of Blood and Bone? You know what? See, I was going to do that another week. That's why I said maybe we should do this every week. Because well, that, we I mean, that. Come up with more the next week. That's all. More? Sorry. Okay. It's okay. That's just my last one that I read <laughs> and I loved it. Like, I want to read it again because I, I, you know how you. I read it was lit. And you read it so fast, you devour it, you know. And I know I missed something because just because yeah. I was reading it so fast. And you know, I'll speed read. So, yeah, I want to read it again. Yeah. It was it was awesome. You all have to read that. Check that one out. Too. Yeah, check that out. Check that out. All right, people. Well, we we've taken up enough of your day. We thank you for joining us. Yes. Oh, don't forget, we are on Facebook. We also have the Lust Lies Libido podcast group that you can join, be a part of. We put notifications up there. I put links to the podcast that we've done, um, pictures of our prior guests so you can see their lovely faces. So you can go back to our page, our Facebook page, and find our older podcasts and catch up if you're new. And if you're old, you can listen to your favorite, you know. But well, that's another place that you can find us, so. Great hanging out with y'all today. It's been a pleasure. Until the next time, this has been What Trip? Los Los Lombito. And we out. We out. Peace. Bye. This has been another episode of Lust, Lies, and Libido. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to listen on your favorite podcasting platforms. We can be found on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, any other podcasting platforms that you can think of. We're on all of them. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. Subscribers receive auto notifications when new episodes are published. Thanks again, and as always, we wish you love, light, peace, and blessings.